I'm Chris Nessie, host of Behind the Mic, Voices of the EPN, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Hey, welcome back. Steve here, and today I'm talking with Sharon Seibert, CEO and founder of Core Coaching and Consulting, LLC. We're focused on helping leaders, teachers, and students understand the power of coaching and helping you deal with the world. What a powerful talk. So much to learn. Thanks for listening. And by the way, before you go, it'd be so cool if you went to my website, stephenmiletto.com slash reviews and uh, left a review. Could you do that for me? Uh, a few nice words and how about five stars? Mm, that'd be so cool. And while you're there, you could also uh, sign up for my email list. How about it? Thanks for doing that. You are awesome. Enjoy the show. Hey, Sharon is offering a free leadership breakthrough session, which is valued at $350 to my listeners who want to learn more. So go to my show notes page and you'll find the space where you click and you can register. And be sure to note that you heard about this special offer on my podcast, Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12. That way she prioritizes you. Sharon has limited spots, so click now and register. She will put you on a waiting list if she cannot accommodate you immediately. During your private session with Sharon, she will use her leadership experience to help you make your efforts easier and more effective. Eliminate a resistant obstacle and reduce your likelihood of burning out. You'll leave this conversation re-energized and inspired with specific practical tips about what you can do now to supercharge your leadership. So make sure you go to the show notes page and click and register now. It's the Education Podcast, your favorite show, with lots of groovy guests and they share what they know. So crank it up to 10 and let your neighbors know that here's another show with Dr. Steve Milletto. Teaching, learning, leading, K-12. Teaching, learning, leading, K-12, teaching, learning, leading, K-12, ah, ah, with Dot Steve Maletto. Today I'm talking with Sharon Seibert, CEO and founder of Core Coaching and Consulting, LLC. Uh, this is from their website. We guide business owners and leaders to grow their companies without burning out or losing their relationships and health in the process. And it fits really well with uh, everybody in education as well as the kids, and you'll find out why in just a little bit. Sharon Seibert is the leader of Core Coaching and Consulting, CCC. Prior to launching CCC, Seibert uh, served as the CEO of a growth health plan that established an industry record for earliest ever break-even. Seibert authored The Balancing Act, the foundational book that first outlined the six-point system CCC uses for all its work. As both a U.S. and EU citizen, Sharon loves few things more than spending time with her international family, friends, colleagues, and clients. She lives on the North Shore of Boston, where she enjoys spending her time while not coaching leaders, working with global colleagues, or writing new books. Her latest ebooks are Prospering Six Steps to Great Wealth, Six Steps to Leading Your Life and Work from the Inside Out, and her most recent book is The Superpower of Balanced Leadership in Unbalanced Times. Sharon, thanks so much for being on my show. Say hi to everyone. Hello, everyone who's listening. It's so nice of you to join us. Well, so glad to have you here. And uh, all right, you're, you're the founder and CEO of Core Coaching and Consulting LLC. What does Core mean? Ah, uh, thank you. Core is the center of the compass. And if you think about all of our work, all you have to do is pull up in your mind the image of the compass. And this is a, a image that every human being has. And it shows us how we can be balanced, how we can be whole, how we can be happy. And this is the work we take with us everywhere. And we start from the core. And from the core, we align all parts of you, all parts of your life and your work and the relationships around you. So it's a highly integrated, aligned system. I have to emphasize it's a system of approaching everything as if it were the miracle of one thing. Everything is easy. It's one thing. It's unified. Awesome. All right. So now there's got to be a reason why you created core coaching and consulting. Now, so why did you? What's its purpose? What's its why? We started core coaching and consulting uh, because we want people to stand in the hub of their power. 
And when we talk about the superpower balanced leadership in unbalanced times, what we're saying is you have all these powers. We talk about specifically about six. That's our system. And if you have every one of them, you're just going to go, you know, a fire. You're going to be happy. You're going to be healthy. You're going to be balanced. You're not going to do any harm in the world. So this is when we talk about superpowers, we're talking about all of those together. So we want people to lift the lid off themselves and off the people around them. So this is an international partnership because this model is a global archetype, a human instinct for wholeness and health and well-being. Awesome. That's that. That's, I appreciate you explaining that. So, and and that's going to lead me into the, the the statement that I read from your web webpage earlier, um, which uh, goes like this. Uh, we guide business owners and leaders to grow their companies uh, without burning out or losing their relationships and health in the process. Could you ex explain what you're talking about as well as uh, it's not just about uh, business leaders. It's also uh, extends to what you do with uh, um, which lends itself to educators and uh, kids as well. I mean, who do you know is more burned out than teachers, okay? I mean, God help us. I mean, they're putting their lives on the line. And we work with um, teachers and administrators in not only the U.S., but also in other countries. And, uh, and uh, so I've seen firsthand how teachers are burned out by trying to do so much. So what we try to do with a balanced leadership approach is get them centered in their core, in themselves, you know, Put the oxygen mask on themselves first, and then they can fly as they're, you know, as they're they're doing this for other people. When we first went in to work in, with uh, teachers, they were so enthusiastic because they felt this is all about me. This is my reward. This is for my life. So they were able to help problems in their personal lives and in their school lives. And then we had them teach it to the kids, and then the classrooms behave better, and then there was less reason for burnout. And the administrators loved it because people weren't at each other's throats. So that's that's the virtuous cycle of creating a system that's firing on all these cylinders. Awesome. And it, this is good stuff, especially because a lot of times, we, you know, you don't have uh, somebody working with you on uh, these types of things. All right. I, I, I'm trying to think of the easiest way of saying this, but, you know, in education, a lot of times you just get thrown into the fire. All right. So. Um, okay, yeah. you, you get thrown in the fire and you're siloed. So they're isolated in their classrooms and God help them. So what we do when we do this work with teachers or our school administrators or the whole system is we, we, we really solidify the community. So they are helping each other out. So we, we reactivate what they probably always wanted. They thought that they were going to get community. So we have buddies that they can go run to when they have a problem. We have, you know, cohort groups that they can talk to. And, uh, and then we continue to give people support by having free community events every month where they can continue to get supported by us. That's awesome. That's, you know, because that is one of the <laughs> <It> problems. <laughs> I mean, because you oh. feel it's it's really cool because you uh, that that whole isolation thing is very real, uh, especially because yeah. if you're new and you haven't been there a long time, uh, then you then you're in your own little planet. And those who have been there for a while might have broken up into their own little planets. And uh and, you know, you, you kind of need something to, to break that ice I, I, and uh, to, to get you connected with others. Because once once the year starts and you're out of pre-planning and stuff like that, yeah, it's kind of like uh, you might as well be in the school by yourself, it, just you, you and your need kids. That, you need that connection to survive. And I think that we don't understand how vital it is for the administrators, the teachers, the the students for the love of God, everyone needs a connected community. When we first started working with this, we really didn't know what we were doing. I have to confess. And so we, we would get feedback. Everyone, you, uh, you know, everyone taught us what it is that we know now. And the kids would increase their attendance at school because they wanted to see the people in their school family. So their, their quote, homerooms became communities where things were really done, where real conversations were had. The teachers had meetings with each other. They were no longer isolated. It is really hard to do your work. You are likely to burn out. If you are on your own, best of luck. It's hard. 
You know, it, and it is. It's one of those things. I mean, I, I, I tell this story a lot. My, my first day of teaching, I'll never forget it because a kid uh, decided to do a, a backflip into the classroom. I was standing at the door, and he's coming down the hallway, and he says, hi, and then he does this backflip into my classroom, and he, 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 he kills the landing. He goes, bang, and, and then he goes to take a walk. A, he, go, he says something like, he says his name. I'm not going to say it. He goes, hey, I'm, and then he does that, and then he turns, and he doesn't realize that right there is the overhead projector. I'm dating myself, by oh, the way, with oh. the power line that goes to the wall, and he trips, and it causes it to fall and smash the glass, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. You know, it's like, I'll never forget meeting that kid. Um, the, uh, but you got to appreciate the enthusiasm, right? Yes, you do, and uh, what was interesting, though, was my next-door neighbor, who I had met during pre-planning, but really didn't know very well, because he had his work. I had mine. He wasn't part of the, uh, I was a history teacher. He wasn't part of the social studies department mm. per se. Uh, he kind of was as an adjunct because of the courses he taught, but um, he really wasn't with the history teachers. Let's put it that way. And um, he comes running over and he goes, everything all right in here? And I said, I said, yeah. And he sees me down there picking up glass <laughs> and he's like, he goes, did you need that for today? And I said, yes. He goes, I'll be right back. And he went and got me one and there you go. Changed it out. And, you know, stuff like that is so important to a teacher's world because if you're just there in your little silo, you know. Yeah. No, it makes it <laughs> makes all the difference. And it results in much better education because people are exchanging ideas. They're, they're, you're, you're, they're building each other's energy so they have the, you know, the, the courage to go into the classroom on a bad day, that sort of thing. So the, the same thing goes across in organizations. The same principles apply. People are working in isolation. They need community. Leaders need community. They are out there floating on the, in the breeze by themselves. So, and then, and then we have the kids. What community support do they have? You know, are there, I think there's research that said, you know, if you have, it's either three or four adults in your life who are supporting you, then your odds of success go up exponentially. So teachers role is so vital in this regard that they have a number of teachers in the community who are supporting them. Yeah, it's, it's so powerful because that is, it's so necessary. And a lot of times, you know, if you're not, the only way I can say it is just how it is, which is. If you're not the the squeaky wheel, if you're not the <laughs> the most popular, uh, and if you're, you know, you're going to get the attention. So if you're the one who stays in the background um, and uh, is quiet and so forth, you're probably not. And uh, it's right, yeah. And we have techniques, a lot of techniques, that whether it is a staff meeting or a, a classroom to get participation. We need we need to really. Those, those shy folks, we really need them out there because they have so much to contribute and, and need to be recognized for their contributions. So we see them. Part of all this work is we see you. We recognize you. We hold you in this space. Love it. That's cool. Uh, all right. So, I mean, we've talked a little bit about your audience, but, I mean, who's it, who, who is it for? Who are you really trying to bring into the the fold there. Right. Well, our primary focus um, in our for-profit organization, the core coaching and consulting um, is business leaders, business owners, and business leaders, senior business leaders. And sometimes companies have us train emerging leaders. These are the people that they are going to be taking over the company and running it in, in the years ahead. And so our belief is that balance and wholeness are keys to success and it's keys to not burning yourself out or your people because if you're burning yourself out you're burning out everybody around you am i right about this or what oh yes so we, oh yes so i mean yes and we we would say in in uh in uh, the midwest where i grew up you know sort of like that stuff flows downhill right um, all that bad stuff so we are interested in evolution and health and the burning out is uh, you know, puts you unable to unable to evolve, unable to think clearly, unable to do good work for other people. That means that you are doing yourself harm and you're doing other people harm. So when people live in fear and they live in overwhelm and they live in this burning out thing, they will pass it on to others. That's a key leadership principle. So I ask people, what are the challenges your challenges you're facing and what is it costing you? 
what is it costing the people around you? I mean, really, what are the costs? We, we, we lose time, we lose effort, we lose money, we lose, in, in the case of the children, we lose our future. I mean, hello, we need to get a grip on it. So that your health, there's a beautiful saying from the Iroquois, which is that when you heal yourself, which is what I believe balanced leadership does, when you heal yourself, you heal seven generations backwards and forwards. Nice. They had a different concept of time. So backwards and forwards, you, you relieve the burden of your ancestors, they believe, by not passing on the crap we passed on to you. So thank you for not doing that. And now the children are, are healthier. And, and, and what I like with the children is, is they think about themselves as a whole human being. This is what we, quote, elders need to do for the future is to teach them they are these full creatures. And, and there's, a, there's a beautiful prayer from the Lakota. I used to live in the Midwest, the Sioux or the Lakota. Um, and that talked about um, walking in balance. So the sacred space is the core that I talked about. That sacred space inside you, your internal soul, your essence, who you are at your best. And what they talked about is that it's that space you have between exhalation, inhalation, and then exhalation, that pause. And it, that is where heaven and earth meet. And if you walk in balance, you have heaven and earth together. And I think we've lost joy. We've, we've lost that connection to our really greater selves. So if we get that, everything improves. Everything is an upward evolutionary spiral. Without walking in balance, it's a downward spiral. You know, it's you got me thinking about all kinds of things that uh, when I was a when I was a high school principal, I had a friend who uh, ah. he drove the golf cart um, and uh, around campus. I hired him so that you know we needed someone to keep alien invasions from happening off campus and and the uh, and the homeland people from leaving and going wherever they wanted to. And and uh, um, he told me one day he goes he. There's one day when he just noticed there's a whole bunch of stuff going on. He said, if ever you just want to just ride in the cart to get over things. And he said, just give me a call on the radio. He goes, I won't even talk with you. He goes, you just sit in the cart and and then tell me when you're ready to go back. And it's funny because that did wonders for me. I, um, because I would call him and I, and I told my staff, I said, I need to let you know something. If you see me in the golf cart, I'm not out there just goofing off. I've actually put myself in timeout. So it, it'd be a yes. good idea for you not to bother me when I'm in timeout. I'll be back in a minute or two. But I, I discovered that it stopped me from, you know, something you said earlier, it stopped me from sniping at people and, and mm-hmm. saying things and kind of getting myself back in order and uh, to take on the world again. And I, I, I think it's so important when, uh, when you talk about the balance and such. So, uh, Right. So that was ironically a modern version of your sacred space. You would go for a ride in the cart. This man would be your guide and be quiet beside you. And he allowed you to be quiet. When you're quiet, your intuition speaks to you. You're, 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 you remember things that you forgot for the day. All that stuff happens. You feel your body sensations about, oh, you know, I can need to take care of this headache before it gets any worse. Or you, so you all of a sudden you are back in yourself and ready to interact. Otherwise, we pop out of our bodies, we we're, we are short, we are hurt, we, we cause damage when we are nasty to people. You got that right, especially when when your brain loses control of your mouth and you say something that's like, <laughs> yeah. well. <laughs> so we, we have tools for tell people with that. <laughs> we, have, we, with, we I believe in William James's thing about you need to not, get rid of a habit, you need to replace the habit. So we have people replace mental habits, replace, you know, action habits and, and with, with new ones. And then they, and then they up level. I like that. I like that a yeah. lot. The, the I, other... And I love the sacred golf cart thing. I think Thanks. that's really great. <laughs> it worked tremendously. I got to tell you. It and... Worked. I, and whatever, I am a pragmatist, whatever works. Yes, <laughs> and, we want that. And it worked. And the, the only the only time that uh, there 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 was some adventure that went along with it because he was funny because he would you know drive that golf cart at high speeds <laughs> you know the high speed that it could go and you go up and down and over the hill and through the woods the grandmother's house we go <laughs> type thing and and uh, you're like uh, 
uh, hey, Philip, can you slow down just a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> I'm right. in my sacred quiet place. <laughs> I need it to be a little slower, right? <laughs> but I got to tell you, if nothing else, that adventure knocked all the bad out of you because that's like you, you came in a whole new, uh, whole new you type thing. So good stuff. I, all right. So let's talk about the balanced leadership program uh, that you guys have. Uh, what is it and why is it important? So in the balance, in the superpower of balanced leadership program, what we do is we take uh, leaders or business owners through our inside out six step process over pretty much close to a year's time frame, and we help them completely uh, reconfigure and reform who they want to be and who they are as a leader, while also having them implement a project in the organization. So the system starts holding them different. In other words, they take the same process into their system to reform the system. It happens in parallel. So we take them first through the core, which we discussed, and then from there we go into visioning, but it's connected to the core. Then we go into mission or prioritization, or you can't do everything at once, people. What are you thinking? So we have to put some things in the parking lot, and we have some priorities. So that's the third step. And then the fourth is we have people work with us. We select the people who are going to work with us and forward the mission. And then the fifth thing is we just work the new habits and we work it and we work it. And the final thing is we really connect to the context. We make sure that everything is deeply embedded in the system. And that's the process. So we take them through that and it's, it's group work and individual work and consultancy all together. We help them remove the obstacles. Every one of these steps is going to have obstacles. You're going to come right up against it. These are often hidden from you. You don't know that this is what you're doing. And so other people need to kind of tell you this is what you're doing so you can get over it and not cause harm, right? That's that's really cool because I was just getting ready to ask you, uh, do you ever ever any time when you're meeting with the leaders that they're kind of like uh, um, in self-denial that this is an issue? (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it depends upon the person. Sometimes you just have to slap them silly to (laughs) confront them with the thing. And sometimes you have to be very, very, very gentle because you can see this is a lifetime of denial on this thing. I don't really do that or I'm really this way. You go, okay, so we really have to ease into this one so that they can see what's been hidden from them and and hold them for that painful realization and then help them through to the other side i mean you know can you know getting and sometimes learning about yourself is this ugly you know i didn't know that i was so bad that way and and so you kind of have to hold them so they get through the other side that's yeah this is awesome because this is uh this is a this is a no this is a conversation like um talking about if if there was this person it's not me i'm talking about but uh, <laughs> yeah 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 right yeah yeah it's sort of like my friend is pregnant and yeah. wanted to yeah yeah you know sort of wanted to know and uh, yeah so those are the kinds of things like it's somebody else's problem it's like a soap opera you know over here I, i'm not i'm not involved in all you go okay, exactly so, so let's talk about that let's hypothetically about speaking that. you know hypothetically <laughs> speaking yeah i like that so oh god we are we are human beings are really funny creatures and we have so many defenses like you said and sometimes they need to be uh, got at directly but often they need to be gentled out it's so important i mean it's you know it uh, i used to go to schools to change things that's what how i marketed myself that's how i was hired and, uh, yeah. and one of the things that you really needed were people who at some point took the chance to tell you things mm. that, uh, um, when they thought you were not doing, going the right direction or something like this. Yeah. And I, you know, I have a couple of stories in each environment where someone took the chance to come to me and say, Hey, can I talk to you for a minute? <laughs> and it's, right. it's so important because you get on one track and sometimes you, you think that, uh, you said what you thought you were said you know you, you, you but maybe you didn't come out the right way or something like that yeah. said, you know anyway. so i used to be the ceo of a group health plan and um and i had a rule which is that if um if i don't hear about it it's your own fault if you continue to suffer nice. i was sort of nice. like sort of like you know I, I can't do anything when you're sitting there thinking about it or not talking about it but if you bring it to me da-da. so that was the in, in sort of a very um, strongly open door. You're going to have to live with the results if you don't tell me what the problem is. 
So that worked pretty well. People came pretty quickly. I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> that's, 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 that's good. Uh, that's a, a good thing to hand out at the beginning. All right. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Nice, and, nice. and also doing the going uh, when you think something's wrong, going out and kind of saying, uh, tell me more about this open-ended questions, you know, that sort of thing. Tell me more about this. What's going on here. Love it. So. All right. So let's look at some, we're talking about leaders and the things that you're doing to try and help them. I mean, what's some com- what are some common issues that leaders deal with that may cause them to feel overwhelmed? I mean, what, what types of things you run into? Uh, well, the, let me say how I, I don't think I can say this any gently, more gently than this, but essentially the it. outrageous ex, the outrageous expectations of businesses and schools in terms of what human beings can do in their X hour day um, and the punishments from not getting those outrageous expectations met. So, you know, I think that there is, I talk about it as a systems problem, that this is the system really needs to to get its priorities there are they, they have 12 priorities that people are supposed to be doing and you're going well really they can let's do one to start <laughs> let's nice, get that done nice. and we can build on that to get the next one done we're not forgetting those priorities but we're putting in the parking lot because right now it's like the the new jersey pike everyone is trying to get from eight lanes of traffic <laughs> into that t- under those two booths nice. and they're you know and there's accidents happening and traffic's backed up for miles so that's kind of what people i see are trying to do does that sound right to you? Oh, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> yes, it does. And the, and I got to tell you, I've never yes. been on in that uh, those lanes that you're talking about, but I can see what you're talking about. All right, because exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. Everyone's trying to get through the, the same thing, and there's there's shocking, and there's there's no order, and there's uh, you, you know we need to build on our successes. So let's have a first success, a second success, a third success. Let's prioritize these things, and that's that third element of mission. We have these great visions about where we're going to go and what we can do, and that's wonderful, but that's just part of the six-part process. At some point, we have to choose this, what we're going to do today, and this is what we're asking people to do today in the number of hours they have. So one of my um, heroes is uh, uh, Edward Demings, who did Total Quality Management, uh, although he didn't like to call it that, but but um, he always said that, that um, companies, the obligation of companies, they, they need to make sure that people have time for their lives. They can't work their workers so hard that they don't have lives outside. And and he this is the, you know, he felt that efficiencies in the way people did things would help. So I try to do that with priorities. I love that. People need to come back from that night refreshed as opposed to uh, you know being horrified by what they had to get done the yes. next day. Yes, that's okay? one of the worst things ever. <laughs> You're supposed to be on vacation. The only thing you think about is all the stuff you got to get done. Yeah, no, 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 no. We, we, if we think about the rhythms of nature, and this is a natural model, we have in and out, we have the tide coming in and the tide going out, we have the seasons changing. And we have to have our businesses be more natural, our schools be more natural, so that they, 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 they accommodate human rhythms. Because the human beings are the ones who do the work. Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah. So we need to honor the rhythms and we need to walk in balance, don't we? You know, it's, it's funny. I, I learned a long time ago that it's important when people don't know me well yet, that I have to tell them things like, if I send you an email on the weekend, I do not mean for you to respond to me on the weekend. It's because I'm sitting there taking care of stuff. And I, I started, and I, I realized that I started having people, they'd still respond to me. And I go, so I started adding this little statement into those emails saying, I am getting caught up. Please do not respond to me until Monday unless you just have to. But in which case, I'm not going to look at your response. That should, until be, Monday. that should be the heading of the email, right? <laughs> I have my way of modifying that is to, is to write anything up that I want and then send it on Monday morning. So go. I put things in the bin to be sent out. And that, that, it, that helps, I think, for me. I understand that. That's, it's cool. And, you know, I've, in recent times, I've learned to use the uh, the schedule send, and uh, there you go. I wish I had <laughs> I wish I'd known it when I was principal. I, that, I didn't know it then. I know it now. I use it quite a bit. They probably so. didn't. They might not have had it then. So <laughs> true. <you> true. <laughs> true. That's a that's a cool tool, by the way. I like that. Very I, yeah. very cool. Totally excellent. But it's a good stuff. I all right. So let's talk about this. I mean, 
you know, in the name of what you do is the word coaching. All right. Mm -hmm. So what role does coaching play for a leader? Ah, yes. So one of the main things that it does for a leader is clarification. People are very confused and they're wandering around and they're trying to do everything on their own. So it's clarification. It's getting you a partner who is an expert guide and can help you through more quickly what would take you a long time to get done, maybe. So it expands what's possible for you. Um, I mentioned earlier that it surfaces hidden obstacles, you know, these blind spots that you have. So you can stop doing that and, uh, and everyone will be very, very happy with you. We set goals for greatness. We encourage them to be great, to step into that, to step into their power. We want leaders to think about themselves as with these six holistic powers so that they can, they can fire on all these cylinders. So, so we, we enter with a partnership. We, we, we train the people to do these things. We, we, we acknowledge their knowledge and their expertise, and then we help them take it into new territory. That's awesome. And I, I have to say this. And so I want to, what I'm about to say is this is not a, uh, you know, there's no remuneration here for me talking with you about this, but you know, it, it, I had to say that because where's, where's my check? Thanks, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> but it, it, you know, one of one of the things that uh, like I had this experience. Your your new principal in the I was a new principal in the world. I had come from another system, and I go to this system, and they and they made a big deal out of assigning a one of their principals who'd been there for a while as someone to work with me and to help me as get act as a coach. Yeah. Yes. And well, it sounds good, right? Because <laughs> this is where I'm going <laughs> with it is that, uh, um, and so uh, he, we all, the two of us went to lunch one day. He said, Hey, Steve, uh, I'm going to be your coach. Let's, let's, let's hook up and go get lunch before school starts. I said, ah, that sounds awesome. So we go to lunch and uh, that was the last time we did that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he may have called me up really? one more time and then we were done. You know, it's like, oh, no, 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 no. This is a journey. Changing yourself is a journey. You, you, you have all of these old habits you have to replace. <laughs> you have all of this old thinking you have to replace. And, and you've got to be held because it's scary to go on a journey like this. And so it takes time. Um, and, and the pragmatic process is that you, you try things and then you see if it worked or not, and then you change it accordingly. And then you try something else and you see if it worked or not, and you modify it accordingly. That takes time to make a real change. But we, the process we use, um, uh, is, is compatible with this research by a guy by the name of Alan Deutschman. He wrote a book called change or die which is a great book title. Nice. And, and he, he did four areas of research about when people change and, and, and how, how they change and how they don't change. He said, these three things don't work. Fear doesn't work. Force doesn't work. Fear, force, and facts don't work. So when you're trying to talk someone over your, your political beliefs, facts just don't work, do they? We <laughs> no. have alternative facts. So yes. the heck with that. Fear, force, and facts don't work. What does work for change, and the kind of change I'm talking about is that he said only one in nine people will change if, if you tell them that they're going to die if they don't. I mean, that's how hard change is for people. So if someone has just had their heart bypass surgery and you say, you know, a lot less meat and, you know, and French fries, okay, then that works for a couple of weeks. And then they go back to their old habits. They haven't replaced them. They haven't known how to replace them. So he found that what works is the three R's, relate, um, so reframe, relate, and repeat. And so you reframe your situation. You think about it. It's like what happens with Alcoholics Anonymous and, um, you know, the, their whole thing. They they reframe your, uh, your approach to alcohol. Reframe, relate, and repeat. And repeat the behavior. Relate to other people. You're not going in the bar anymore. You're getting new friends, right? So, so that's how change happens. And our six-step process includes those steps. And that's why we have amazing results. People really do change if they follow our process. And if we help them through it over time, it's just guaranteed. Nice. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, um, can you say the name of that uh, researcher one more time, that book? That that... Alan Deutschman. It's, it's a long spelling. I think it's D-E-U-T... 
um, S-C-H-M-A-N, or something close to that. Alan Deutschman, change or die is very easy to Google and find. Yes. And, and, and <laughs> I mean, serious research, though, in terms of, you know, on, only one in nine people will change. But if you do these, if you do these other three things, relate, repeat and reframe, you're going to have a, like a 90 percent success rate. And that's what we have. We have people really going through truly changing the way they lead or the way they learn, the way they live. <laughs> yes, that is. Awesome. I mean, it's, and I can, I can speak to, you know, it is, it is difficult <laughs> and that's just being nice. It is very difficult to, uh, it's horrible. Yes. Yeah. It's really, really hard. And if you, and that's individuals. So if you now say, how do we change a system? Your odds are even worse. So, so you need a totally different systemic approach to change things for the better, for everyone, for the individuals in the business or the school, and for the system itself. This is life-saving. Oh, I can imagine. I, I love it. All right, so uh, I, I got to say this, all right? Uh, I got to ask okay. this. What, what would you say to a leader who says he doesn't have time for coaching? Really? <laughs> really? What are you thinking? So the question back is what are the costs to you and your system of not investing time and money into evolving? What are the costs of continuing as you are? Where will you be in another year or two if you don't take time to get, you know, get a system in place for you to really change. It's a lot like someone who is riding on a flat tire and they just continue to drive the car. They don't stop and change it. It's sort of like, really, you're going to continue to do this to your car. So what are the outcomes? So we all, the thing about coaching, if you have a good coach and you have to be really careful to get a good coach, who's going to help you do your, you know, get to your outcomes and is going to challenge you on your obstacles. Okay, so we really need to make sure that that person is is the right fit for you. But you need a catalyst. A catalyst is necessary for change. We need that extra ingredient. What is going to take you out of everything you've already done? Because, you know, leaders, they've been successful to this point, but now it's not working so well. So if you continue to do this, where are you going to wind about being? And also, this isn't just about you. This is about your children. This is about your spouse. This is about the people who work for you. This, don't be so frigging selfish. You need this in order to help change yourself and the world. So there. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> because there's not coming, there's no coming back from that. If someone said, if you said that there's to no someone, you're like, uh, well, uh, uh, all right, just sign me up. All right. All right. I just don't know what to say now. <laughs> no, no. Some, you know, people, people, it's scary to ask for help. Um, it's scary to accept help. I, I'm here in Boston. So I have a lot of clients who are from, for example, Harvard Business School, the MIT Sloan School. Uh, uh, you know, uh, so I have a lot of people who come into their, uh, often their mid-career and went, well, that's worked pretty well so far, but I need something more or different at this particular point. Or or people who are senior leaders and they just can't get off of this ceiling on their head. And so something really different is needed at that point. This, this is awesome. I, I, you know, one of the things that uh, uh, it makes me think about is what you were talking about earlier is when, you know, the idea that uh, if we, you know, we don't, you know, we don't want to acknowledge or we don't know or, you know, we're yep. not willing to, to, to look at uh, um, that we're stuck or, or that we're in this rut or that uh, whatever it is that uh, we're not going, we're, we're going to be that flat, you know, right on that flat tire right thing. Right, that tire, as and, long as it'll take us, right? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to do this no matter what. I'm going forward. I, 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 anyway, um, yeah. I, I just think that's, it, it, at some point, trying to, trying to get someone to recognize that it does take uh, time and it, you need to spend some time with someone who's talking you through um, off the edge or giving you ideas or helping you with generate those ideas or whatever. So, right. Yeah. You, 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 the, the, what the catalyst does is it, it will re, the reframe everything you're dealing with. So you're going to have new solutions that you wouldn't have thought of on your own and you're going to have new ways in. 
and 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 I and <laughs> I have a really strong and and animated repartee with my clients, and so 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 I can tell them, don't you dare do that. Nice, <laughs> don't nice, you nice. Dare send that email, you know. Or, or next time it's going to be about what's what's your out package, you know. I mean, so <laughs> nice. don't you dare do that. You're going to lose that client, you know. So we can have this kind of a conversation about what really are we, you know with every action, what are they trying to accomplish and have them think about it differently? And where are we really trying to go? I mean, people are sometimes hopeless that they can change. And as we just said, the odds aren't great. So if you, if you want to change, you really do need a, just a high level coach. Love it. Love it. And a, and a community who supports you through the tough days. So we try to provide both of those things. Love it. That's that's excellent. That's especially because that's the part that you need the support as you're oh trying God, to actually yeah. trying to make the you know the the whole thing that you kept turning left at Albuquerque. Now you got to make a right or something, you know. And it's <laughs> yeah, really help, help, help. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. What we what I love is to see the gifts that my clients have. I have some just really just you know rocket scientists, just top level genius kind of folks and it's such an honor to serve them and that's what I do I help get that out into the world so that's my I get to be in in mythology there the 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 warrior comes to this crossroads and he's been beaten up and pummeled and and bleeding everywhere and he stops and he's at this crossroads he doesn't know which way to turn and in the mythology what happens is poof a magician appears and goes, let me help you out here. And that's the role <laughs> I get to play. And, like and what happens is that the, what the magician does is just holds the sacred space until the hero heals himself. And then the hero knows which way to go. You're not telling him he will discover that while he's resting in that quiet space. And it's beautiful because the best possible outcome is when he is comes into that space and heals himself. That's awesome. I, I <laughs> you could you need to you could sell that, all right? You need to box in the market. Oh yeah, you're a coaching company. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> well, what what do you call it in the market? <laughs> Someone who holds a sacred space. It's just not really the language we use here in America. Other I, places in the world, yes. When I go to Brazil, when I go to Spain. I go to, you know, other places, people can talk this way. Oh, I love but that. But here in Boston, not so much. Not so much, huh? Well, what about, I mean, I'll tell you what you made me think of. You're, you're the, now this really dates me, all right? But uh, you made okay. me think of the Great Gadzoo the, in uh, the Flintstones. <laughs> they eventually the have great, this, the Great Gadzoo popped up <laughs> and he would, he was this Martian who would, who was, had lost his way or something. I forget why they explained he was there, but he would, he would pop up and he'd try to convince Fred to not do what he was thinking about. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> and, okay. I'll take that. I think that's a great one. The great, I am going to use that. <laughs> you need to, you need to look him up. The great Gadzoo, because he was at first he's messing with Fred, but he, in the end, he, he's always trying to figure out how to get him to not take the wrong path. Just stop doing that. You got yes. to stop doing that. Yeah, I have a lot of clients. I, I sometimes have started with clients. I'm going, I'm not sure that I'm going to be able to help this person because she is so deep in already on a 90 date notice. I don't know if I'm going to be able to pull this out. And we did. So, you know, it, it's um, uh, when people are ready to make the changes, you can work miracles. That is awesome. So, so tell me what uh, working with core coaching and consulting looks like. I mean, how's it work? How do you how do you engage you guys, and what do you do? Yeah, uh, people uh, come uh, as individual clients um, who, who have just private coaching one on one, and people also come into and companies come into uh, group sessions that are then also combined with individual coaching. We mi we mix it up. Um, so I, I love to combine the two of them, the individual work and the group work, because they provide different things. So all of my private clients also have a group as a bonus of my work with them, because I know that they're, you know, that that community is going to do so many things for them that I can't individually. Like it, like it. Uh, all right. So uh, Sharon, before we finish up, because we're getting close now, you have a couple of recent um, e-books. You have Prospering, Six Steps to Great Wealth and and Six Steps to Leading Your Life and Work from the Inside Out. And most recently, you have the book, The Superpower, 
of Balanced Leadership in Unbalanced Times. Uh, could you tell us about this book? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I love talking about this book. So this is my, <laughs> I actually also did an audio book, my first audio book I did in this. Nice, because... <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> that was an adventure. Um, so these are the powers I've described earlier. And the question is, how can you turn yourself into the kind of leader that people fearlessly follow through these difficult times? So that's what the book is about. And it gives people um, ways to improve each one of these powers and um, so that they can be more full. They can see where they are stronger or weaker and, and where they may need a little bit more work, which, which is the tire that's flat in this particular case, you know, and which ones might be, might rely on it a lot too much and it's ready to pop. So we need to make sure that they're relatively balanced. It's never going to be perfect. We don't, we're not striving for perfection, God knows. What we're trying to do is have people have access to this dynamic system that they can then use for everything. My, 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 they can use it for their in their personal lives with their family. They can teach their children. Please teach your children this stuff. They can use it in their works with their team. So the same system, how do we get the team to its project? We start here from the core and we work to the results, right? So, so that's what it is all about, looking at how you as a leader um, can master each one of these powers so that you stand fully in who you can be. Now, that's a gift to the world. If you do that, you are blessing the planet because you are, doing, you are doing good things for yourself, for your company, for the, your children. You know, it, it, as I say, it's not all about you. It's about you, what you can do to serve others. And taking care of yourself and healing yourself seven generations backwards and forwards. Love it, love it, love it. That's good stuff. So, uh, you know, we'll make sure. Well, it's, 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 it's great. I mean, that's just, you know, it's the stuff that, especially um, hypothetically speaking, those of us leaders who don't take well to, you know, recognizing when we're not on the right path. So. Right. Yeah. And it's so human. I mean, it's so we have a lot of compassion. Each one of us. I mean, my God, you know, I'm, I'm someone who has to eat my own medicine. I have to do this every day. Every, every one of us is in stepping into our lives and our evolution. So we are constantly being asked to step up. And, and this is a tool to help us do that, to support us to do that. Excellent. I know. And right now what I'm getting ready to ask you is if someone wanted to follow up and connect with you and or learn more, where'd you send them? Um, I think a very easy place is to go how you and I met on LinkedIn. So it's Sharon Seivert, which is the S-E-I-V, like victory, E-R-T. Well, that's the LinkedIn. And contact me going into our core coaching consulting website. So it's corecoachingconsulting.com. Uh, and we also have core-learning-services.org, which is our nonprofit. And that gives us these community events. So um, we have monthly community events that are free to people. It's just our public service. And, of course, we the nonprofit works in schools and, um, uh, you know, to help people teach youth this stuff. And we've worked with Montessori children through K-12. Excellent. I will include all that information in the show notes. So the links are there. So it'll be easy for them to find as well as um, the link Thank to you. the superpower balance leadership in unbalanced times. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. Good. Uh, <laughs> I got two last questions for you. I like to ask my guests and they go like this. Okay. Uh, the first one is how do you keep going when so much is going on that you may want to quit? Oh my God. Yeah. That was me yesterday. So <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a relevant question. You know, when you have a, a, a mission that's burning inside you, I mean, this, I, this stuff is important to get out in the world. This is, you know, why I was built is in order to get this methodology out into the world because it's so healing for so many people. So at, when I get over my pity party, whatever I'm doing, then I just pick up the sticks again. I put one foot in front of the other. I make a call to a friend. I have to take care of a client. I get all juiced up again. And today I'm ready to rock and roll again. So I think it's, it's reasonable to see these as, again, the tides in and out. You know, there's going to be pushback from the world. There, people are not going to understand that. They're going to look at me like I have three heads and say, why, are you, why don't we just go with, you know, the, 
the normal B schools, you know, version of leadership. I'm going, well, no, they really can be supplemented with this. We really can make things more humane. So that's my, that's it. That always comes back and say, okay, I rest, I relax, I honor the fact that I am out of fuel at the moment. And then I rest and relax and then I'm ready to go. That's how I manage it. That's so cool. That's great advice. Great thoughts. I mean, people listening need <laughs> to. I live. I live on the beach, so I go out for walks. So that's also yeah, like incredibly restorative. So. I, oh, I can only imagine. Nice, 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 nice. <laughs> yeah. uh, last question: Do you have a teacher in your past who made a difference in your life? If so, who was it, and what would you say if given the chance to say thank you? Okay, so every client I've ever had has been a teacher to me. Nice. Every client I've ever had has taught me. So I would list that number one. Um, I would say as a, you know, as a college student, I would say Duncan McNabb, my uh, piano performance uh, teacher, um, you know, taught me that performance was not about me. I had to get my ego out of the way. The people were there to hear me. I had to make them comfortable. And ever since then, I have, when I'm having these conversations, you know, like this, I don't have to get nervous about it because I'm simply, I have to make people comfortable as he taught me. Duncan McNabb taught me. So thank you for that. A lot of people have benefited from that advice. Even though it was for piano performance, I've taken it into every conversation I ever have publicly. I love that. Awesome. Uh, Thank you so much for sharing. (laughs) That's cool. cool. Uh, Sharon, thank you so much for sharing Core Coaching and Consulting LLC. You have an awesome focus, and I'm wishing you the best in all you do. Thank you so much. And I look forward to seeing even more of your podcast because you have some great podcasts out there, some wonderful people you've interviewed and, uh, and I'm already learning uh, from, from them. So thank you for the work you do. Hey, don't forget, Sharon is offering a free leadership breakthrough session just to my listeners who want to learn more. So make sure you go to my show notes page, click and register and make sure that you say that you heard about Sharon on my podcast, Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12. So cool. Have fun. Don't forget to register. Enjoy. Hey, you have been listening to Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12, a podcast to help you help kids achieve their dreams. Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12 is a member of the Education Podcast Network. Podcasts for educators, podcasts by educators. Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12 is a member of the podcast network based in Canada called Voice Ed Radio. Voice Ed Radio. Your voice is right here. The opinions expressed on Teaching Learning Leading K-12 are those of the guests and host. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is intended to share ideas, advice, and suggestions. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is produced for educational purposes. Hey, thanks for listening. It would be awesome if you visited my website at stephenmaletto.com and connected with me, left a review, and listened to more episodes. And by the way, you could also share it with your friends, with your family, and uh, your colleagues. Thanks so much. You're awesome.